Culture. Welcome back to Audio Culture, a podcast for millennial music junkies everywhere. I'm Julius. And I'm Matthew. Let's, Let's start, start the, the show. All right, everybody, that was Wind Up by Kiki Palmer featuring Quavo. Quavo. From Migos. Quavance. Nose Carter. Mm-hmm. Quavance, Nose Carter. So that's like Matthew's favorite song right now. <laughs> For like the past, what, two, three weeks, we've been trying yeah. to <laughs> use it as an opening, but it hasn't worked out. But I mean, we did this week. You could have been chose if you wanted to. So I'm trying to convince him to be <laughs> Kiki Palmer for Halloween. I want him to get some finger waves and walk around with a hula hoop. If you haven't seen the video, watch the video. Because mm-hmm. she's legit dancing with a hula hoop. She's slaying with this hula hoop. I mean, slaying is a strong word. Walmart. <laughs> I know. It just feels weird seeing Kiki Palmer with all this, with all uh, the cursing and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, when when did Akilah grow up? You still feel like up? she's like Akilah in the 12? <laughs> she's Akilah in the B. Oh. Welcome back to Audio Culture, guys. My name is... I'm dropping a pin. My name is Matthew. And I'm Julius. Get you, get it together. I got it. Okay. Um, yeah, we're back. And this is a very exciting episode. Um, yesterday was our one year anniversary of the show. And I don't know. I'm, it's crazy to think what, you know, I was doing this time last year. And even before then, I just had an idea for, you know, a podcast um, just about you know, music, and because I haven't really found anybody else that's doing that, or, you know, doing album reviews or anything like that, so just to see it all kind of come around a year later, and, you know, we're so many episodes in, and just how it's evolved to where it is now, I'm excited, so, yeah, and I thank you for being a part of it. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a fun half year, <laughs> right. know, since we're doing half birthdays now. <laughs> right, um, so yeah, and also... This episode is our mid-year music review episode. So later in the show, we'll be doing um, pretty much our breakdown of like all the you know standout albums that have uh, we'll come be out, so out. We'll be giving our high school superlatives. Yes, our superlatives that we've come up. But I want to be called high school superlatives. Okay, our high school superlatives. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, let's start the show and jump into our culture shock music news. Um, alrighty, so first thing I want to talk about is Tyler, the creator, who is a, I guess he's a rapper, is that what you would say? Mm-hmm. He's an artist, he's a rapper. A rapper. Um, he's been around for a while. He's coming out with some new music. Um, he has a new album entitled Flower Boy, mm-hmm. coming out July 21st, so it's very soon. And apparently... The album's leaked somehow, and some of the tracks and songs have got out, you know, in the on the internet and in the interwebs. And people are speculating now: Is Tyler gay? Is he coming out on this album? Because some of the lyrics, um, like from the song, suggest that he's been kissing white boys since two thousand four, and um, that one is from this song called "I Ain't Got Time." And then just other 
tweets and stuff have surfaced that he's said in the past where people just kind of took it as a joke because he's not my my take on Tyler the Creator is he's very like carefree uh don't give a fuck black boy mm-hmm. <laughs> like he just you know doesn't care what people think about him which is great like that's a you know awesome way to live I'm, I'm sure but uh as far as like his credibility or like you know how serious people take him in his music I'm not sure it's you know up there so um but yeah people are saying now you know is this his own odd odd future way of coming out i don't know like i have very mixed feelings about it because when mm-hmm. i saw the um the article about it last night i was like oh i think i might be interested just to see what he's talking about mm-hmm. and so um i didn't feel like even attempting to look for the leaked album so i just listened to yeah. the songs that he had on apple music and 10 seconds into i was like i don't i'm over it Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't make music for me. <laughs> yeah, I realized um, that very quickly too. Yeah, yeah, his music is not meant for me, straight mm-hmm. or gay. But um, <laughs> I mean, so if he <laughs> is, I mean, if he is coming out, it doesn't surprise me. I remember when Frank Ocean came out, and he was in um, Frank Ocean. Well, I remember when Frank Ocean came out, he made a comment <laughs> or something like, "Yeah, we didn't care." We was like, "Okay, so do you want to be some pop charts?" Like, so like, I remember his reaction to Frank coming out was very like. Okay, whatever. Not Let's get, lie, continue yeah. to go on about our day to day life. Uh-huh. So I, th- that alone made me respect him a lot because oh, like, yeah. he is a very goofy guy, but there's still a lot of homophobia in the hip hop community. So I, I was kind of, I don't know. I want to say I was taken aback. I just like I don't know what to expect from him. Like I would have, yeah. if he would have been homophobic, or if he would have made a homo- homophobic reaction or response to it, I wouldn't have been surprised either way it went. But yeah. I'm happy that it didn't go that way. Yeah, but um, I mean, if he is coming out, that's good for him. If he's just doing something for attention, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's I I don't know if he I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, like I so said, the album's coming out soon. Um, some of the features are ASAP Rocky, Frank Ocean, um, Estelle, Lil Wayne, Jaden Smith, and a lot of other people. So, uh, I guess we'll find out <laughs> when the album comes out. I'm going to give it a listen just because... I mean, I'm going to you know, listen. Just to see if his music has evolved. Because like you said, I have heard stuff in the past and mm-hmm. I immediately was like, oh no, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is not for me. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll give it a listen, see what it's about. Especially because the title is very interesting, Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Um, all right, moving on to another rapper, uh, Little Yachty, who has blown up over the past year or so. Um, he wants to pay our tuition. Well, not our tuition, because we're out of college. But he wants to pay your tuition if you are in college. Um, he recently posted a picture on Instagram, I believe, of basically a new chain that he got, which was, like, of himself. And then people, of course, started flooding the comments section with backlash and, you know, just remarks of, I guess, him flaunting his, you know, wealth or whatnot. And so then he responded to it, by saying um, that he basically, you know, will start, I guess, start a potential foundation mm-hmm. is what it's, it's been called, um, the Sailing Scholars. Because his, his, like, I guess brand or theme of his, you know, artistry is, like, nautical. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, he said, he said on Twitter he'll be, uh, you know, looking through emails and stuff and figuring out, which students he would pay uh, pay their tuition and then take some students back to school shopping and cover costs, you know, for their 
So is he talking about like college students or like elementary? I'm thinking college because he just got out of college. He went to college. Yeah, he graduated. I don't know about that, but he um, was he was in college because um, I, I watched him uh, interview with um, the Everyday Struggle uh, mm-hmm. hosts Joe Budden and mm-hmm. the academics and that girl and yeah. yeah he was saying how you know like just last year the year before he was in college broke <laughs> you know and then now he has you know millions and millions of dollars so I don't know um, if he had millions. I don't know, he may have said that, but yeah. I refuse to believe he has millions of dollars. But, um, I don't know, I just think it's cool that, that you know, another young uh, artist is, you know, kind of giving back to the community and to where, you know, they came from. Like we've seen with other artists like Chance the Rapper and, you know, some mm-hmm. of the other artists too, so. I thought it was cool to mention. I mean, I think that's cool. Um, I can't tell you, well, I only know one song of Lil Yachty's and it's because he was a feature on a song that I like with Kalani. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I can't tell you anything about his discography. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, his album came out last month, I think. It ain't for me. So... <laughs> the cover alone makes me know that it's not for me. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Um, the cover. I haven't, I haven't listened to the album. I meant to give it a, a, a spin. Mm, I'm but, good. Uh, I like how my it. ears intact. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, the next story we have. Um, so Meek Mill, speaking of new albums, is coming out with another album. Um, I'm not sure if this is his like third or fourth, but um, it's coming out July 21st, also, same day as Tyler's. Um, and it's entitled Wins and Losses. Um, and he says it'll will, it will address everything. Very cryptic. Um, so that means that he's going to be talking about Nikki for the right. entire time? <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume so. And then possibly his, you know, beef with other um, people in the industry or, you know. But yeah, um, mainly I feel like it's going to talk about Nikki and how he's, I guess, better off without her or what went wrong, mm-hmm. you know, on his side or her side or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't... Meek's music is very... Like, I can listen to it, but I can only take it in, like, small doses. Because he's very loud. Like, so, yeah. he's screaming, like, the whole time. He's the rap Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> but, no, I feel the same way about Lil Yachty's album as I do um, Big Mill's album, I Like My Ears. Oh, it's, like, it's not for you. <laughs> he just yells. I just don't... I mean, I don't... I, I don't I don't know. I don't have any strong feelings yeah. about him. I just know that he's loud. It's good workout music, because he's, like, you know, loud. Because you turn around from the headphones, yeah. like, uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I see, I'm not a fan of McMill. Like, I guess the intro to one of the songs on Dream Chase today, everybody like that song was cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Amen. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he's just like, oh. yeah. The last album I enjoyed the was it. It's called Dream Chasers, right? Yeah, it went after. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I can't tell you anything the about la- this. Yeah, the last one that came out, I think, while him and Nikki were together or dating or whatever. Yeah, the one that with one, all like, eyes on you. Or, yeah, um, with all eyes on you and um. Oh, well, there's another song with Tory Lanez on there. I can't remember the name mm-hmm. of it, but um, but no, that one I I really enjoyed. So, IDK again. I'm gonna listen to it. You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I probably just listen to it in the gym when like my adrenaline. As long as we don't review it, I'm good because <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So over the weekend, we actually watched the "Can't Stop, Won't Stop" um, a bad boy story, uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. I guess what it's called. So. Um, I just want to kind of pick your brain on that and ask what you liked and didn't like about it, you know. 
One of the things that I really enjoyed about it was at the ending, after they did all of that stuff to get the um, concert together, mm-hmm. Diddy was so disappointed in himself on the first <laughs> performance. Yeah. And like, I, 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 it's been so long, or I don't know if I've ever seen him like disappointed in, in himself. Like, I've always oh, seen yeah. him like disappointed in other, other people. people. Like, yeah. oh, you could have did better. But to see him be able to like look at himself and be like, I didn't give him my all, regardless of what other people, because you know, we are our own worst critic yeah but to see him be like you know i this is the worst performance i've ever i've ever given mm-hmm. it made me look at him like i keep free it's easy to forget that he's human so yeah this did kind of at least that part in particular the rest of it he was himself but it did kind of humanize it humanize himself it humanized him for me sorry i've been trying to get the words <laughs> together but no i enjoyed it. it was good to see everybody together um from the '90s, Bad Boy and Cassie, but um, <laughs> throw her in there. Yeah, but no, it was good. I I enjoyed it. What about yourself? Me too. Um, it was like you said, it was really cool to see, basically them put together a show. Like mm-hmm. that's what it was. The whole thing, um, you know, between the flashbacks of you know mm-hmm. the past. It was them prepping for this reunion show in basically what they said two weeks, right? Oh yeah, it was about two months. Oh, it was two months. Oh, it was like two months or two weeks. It was a very short period of time to put together a tour, and they had to, you know, call everybody and get everybody together at this uh, random uh, space in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and just it was like in the middle of nowhere, but it was like this huge warehouse. Where they had their stage and everything, um, so it was it was like a big production. But it was just I love behind the scenes stuff, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, for anything, so that was cool to watch. And then you know them integrate the story of mm-hmm. the label and you know what happened with Biggie and then Diddy's career. It was just it was a it was really a really well thought out and put together documentary. I thought See, so it, it you know taught me a lot about them and I was I like, the one thing i will say about it is that i knew the majority <laughs> of it i didn't really learn anything new oh okay so like i don't i mean i still enjoyed it i'm not saying it was bad but you know it would have i would have liked to take a little bit more away from it than i knew mm-hmm. already but like i knew the history behind p diddy and all the different labels and mm-hmm. and all this stuff and i'm happy you found out who total is <laughs> I did. I did not. Uh, I was not aware of Total, yeah. so I discovered them. I guess you completely had them erased from say... uh, the R and B black girl <laughs> lexicon. But no. I mean, it's you know too many to to keep up. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So, uh, moving on from one tour to the next, we also had the pleasure of watching a couple of oh, other tours. <laughs> And um, one of them was Katy Perry's Prismatic World Tour. And then the other that we watched was Jennifer Lopez's Dance Again World Tour. So I also just want to kind of pick your brain on these real quick um, about what the comparisons you saw and maybe the likes and dislikes of each. Because I know you have some thoughts. (laughs) I do. Well, Jennifer Lopez and Katy Perry have Mm -hmm. some things in common. Mm -hmm. They're not the best vocalists. Right, and I'm I'm not trying to be shady. They're yeah. not the best singers. No, Jennifer admits that. <laughs> yeah, they're not the best singers. They have very loyal fan bases. Mm-hmm. They are both publicly feuding with their contemporaries, Jennifer Lopez and Mariah Carey, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, they got a lot going on. I didn't on even think about that. 
But yeah, all of that being said and done, after watching Jennifer Lopez's world tour, mm-hmm. or it, hers a world tour slash documentary, so it was it was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. You can say what you want. She can't sing. She may not have the best... She can't sing well. She can't sing, and she may <laughs> not have the best music as of late, but I think she is a legitimate pop star. Mm-hmm. She knows how to entertain, and I think that's a huge component of being a pop star. Like yeah. I think if she had the right music, if she was catering to the right demographic. I don't really know what her demographic is, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because she's went through so many iterations, so many reinventions. I don't really know who she should be making music for, so I honestly <laughs> don't know about that. But, Whoever will listen. <laughs> but the one thing is that she, like, dances her ass off. She oh, yeah. performs her dance her ass off. Like, she was right. literally sitting there. She knows she can't sing. She even she even commented on how people criticize her voice. For years. And she like is sitting with a vocal trainer. She sang this entire tour live. Yeah. She... I'm sure she had backing tracks stuff, but she sang yeah. everything. And she didn't sound bad. Like, nah. she sounded like the recording. And you see her in the footage with her background singers yeah. and her vocal coach backstage mm-hmm. rehearsing. You know, like, she, you can tell she's putting an effort to sound better. Or to sound good, at least, while mm-hmm. she's on stage, if nothing else. And then Katy Perry. her So her <laughs> tour was just a world tour. And yeah. I just want to let y'all know, I've never been a fan of Katy Perry, but I've never just, like... I've never liked her. I've never disliked her. She's kind of just been there. Yeah. And I feel very indifferent about her albums. Like, they're not for me. You know, I reviewed Witness Witness a couple weeks ago. So y'all have my feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Watching this docu... Not documentary. Watching this tour made me dislike her. Mm. Because she kept putting on this fake accent. Like... She didn't seem. She didn't come across as genuine. Not at all. She mm-hmm. had a horrible set list. Like Terrible. the one thing I would say about Katy Perry is that she has had hits, mm-hmm. and she could have made this concert. She could have made the set list to where it would just have been like hit after hit after. Like it could have been. She made some poor. It didn't showcase decisions. the music. At it all. didn't showcase the music. She's not a good performer. No, she culturally <laughs> appropriated the, and I'm not. I'm not the type of person to just throw culturally appropriate around like that because I, I don't believe everybody does it. Yeah, she culturally appropriated her ass off this tour. She had <laughs> women that had big gold hoop earrings, big lips with red lipstick, girls with big Nicki Minaj butts. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was, it was not good. Like I side the entire time she did not sound good live she was not dancing she just didn't come around as genuine i would never pay to see a katie perry concert mm-hmm. and i'm upset that we paid well i won't say we paid netflix to watch it but i'm just <laughs> mad that i we have it made me like i've always been like i've always known she wasn't a performer i've always mm-hmm. known the stuff that i'm saying but to just sit and watch her yeah just be so genuinely ingenuine yeah it made me dislike her. It, it's very cringeworthy. Um, I also, I've never, I enjoy her music, some of her music. I wasn't aware that it was a full tour. I honestly thought it was going to be a documentary, you know, slash tour thing like Jennifer's. But because I saw Katie's previous one for her Teenage Dream World tour, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, better. Like, that was much better than this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to watch it, but I'm saying it's better. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, but as far as this one, every I'd co-sign everything you just said. And to add, it just 
it just did not come across as personable or real or like you said genuine and just she to me and i think we just discussed this while we were watching it like she put more into the production Mm -hmm. and the props and the you know the stage the visual the visual than she did the actual songs and the music and you know the the structure of that and I feel like that should be the other way around. Like, you need to start with the music mm-hmm. and flesh it out from there. Because, like you said, the set list was terrible. At one point, where she had a perfectly, where we thought, me and mm-hmm. you both thought, she was going to go straight into one song yeah, so, from the next. She was doing. Um, so she started off with, not This Is How We Do, the birth. Was it the she birthday? Do, she song? was doing Madonna song. Uh, no, she, what song was she doing before that? Was oh. she doing This Is How We Do? I think it was the birth. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm I'm go with this is how we do. She was she was singing <laughs> this is how we do, and then she transitioned into Express. Vogue. Oh no, Vogue. Vogue yeah. by Madonna. Yeah. And we were like, oh gosh, okay. So walking on air is obviously about to come yeah. because they're walking up and down a runway. <laughs> but like, it just you. sounds like the perfect place to put that in. Yeah. And then she doesn't do it. She no. puts it back on. Her, this is how we do. Yeah. She gets, she goes back to the original track, and, and we, I was like, that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah. It was. There were so many other moments where I was just like, this could have been somewhere else, or like this shouldn't have happened. And, that's, and then she brought like when she did sing the birthday song, she brought a girl on the stage, <laughs> then asked how old she was. But the girl was all of a minor. She was no older than yeah. eighteen. She was at fifteen, maybe. She looked, and then she looked. At one point, she was like sitting in between her legs with her legs open, like yeah. She was like squatted she down. She was squatted in between the girl. The girl. And I was like, "What are you like? It, it was did you think awkward. you were choosing an adult man? It Why was, do you do it? Yeah. Like it was, it was like they awkward. had a whole cake set up, you know, with a, a throne on top for the girl to sit on, and then like Katie just leaves her <laughs> and goes and gets on this big thing you know where she's on a balloon flying across the crowd and the girl's just sitting up the top on the cakes just spinning with the dancers around her and i'm just like this doesn't really feel <laughs> like she had all these awkward why? costumes and yeah that's what i'm saying she put so weird much wigs. they put so much into the wrong thing for this but, show and i don't but see that's the thing like like even going back to her Super Bowl performance, that's all her Super Bowl performance was. It was yeah. just her and props. Luckily, Missy Elliott came Elliot out and, and saved it. I don't know. Like performance, so the, the only reason it made me dislike her was how she was talk. Like when you know when musicians stop singing and they talk to the audience. Yeah, it didn't seem genuine. Like the way that she was talking on stage was not the same way that she was talking to D Ray. Yeah, it's not the same way she talks when she's like on a regular interview and like yeah. i do get that people have like personas but this she had like a weird british i don't even know she had it a was, weird accent i called it like a stage voice or it like was, a, like how actors you know like make up voices how they think she a was code switching but it was not a genuine how, code switch <laughs> how they think characters are supposed to talk or whatever like if you're in a play that's how it sounded to me mm-hmm. like she was like hello wherever where is she sydney she's like hello sydney how are you doing tonight you know like it wasn't like what's up welcome to my tour how y'all doing you know it didn't feel real it didn't feel genuine mm-hmm. like it felt like she was putting on you know which in essence she is putting on a show but you want a sense of that artist you know to come mm-hmm. across through the the tour but that just didn't happen with katie and it was yeah. just very hard to watch in some places and like you said she just sounded terrible the whole time and 
it just it was she it was, was tired right. the second song in <laughs> mind you she wasn't doing any, doing much moving right <laughs> and one last thing I did want to add is like how Jennifer and Katie are similar they both had Kassan dancing with them oh yeah they did alright but I've spent like a month and a half talking about Katy Perry I never want to bring up again <laughs> okay um, <laughs> I'm so serious alright that's fine um, I think that's gonna be it for me <laughs> oh that is yeah that's it <laughs> alright so now it's time for this week in music history. So we're going back to July 15th, 1996. Nickelodeon premieres the teen sitcom Kenan and Kel with the theme song, Aw, Here It Goes, featuring Coolio. So what are some of your favorite theme songs from TV shows? So, I think one of the most iconic ones is, without a doubt, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, okay. Add another one. I mean, no. I think that's one of, like, I think that's somebody that, <laughs> I thought like, you were going to say something else. I think that's what all, like, all the cultures oh, everybody. Know. Like, I yeah. think it's, like, <clears throat> I don't really know if, I, I guess you can consider The Fresh Prince to be a black show, but I feel like white people. It crossed over know, so It, it has so much crossover. Yeah. So much crossover. Yeah. Definitely. What definitely. were you going to say? That's a raven. <laughs> <laughs> I was nice. That's my that. shit. I mean, I can see was... into the future. future. Uh, I, I was nice expecting that. I would expect you to say the Proud Family because that is a classic. Oh, Proud Family too. Yeah. I was, yeah. Now I'm going to say one that's a little I'm offbeat, but the Doug theme song. It's, it's memorable. Yeah. It's very memorable. Like, yeah. I, like that takes me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. That one and Hey Arnold. Those two. Oh, yeah. Because they need one. So it was like jazz. Yeah. yeah. It was, like it jazz was real music. jazzy. I like it. Then they scatting on the, uh, on the dub one. Mm-hmm. Hey, Arnold. Yeah. Um, what was Did Boy Meets World have a theme song? I, I don't think so. If it did, I, I was don't like remember. a rock. It was like, when is Boy Meets World? Boy Meets. When I, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm never going to try to. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I wasn't that big of a Boy Meets World fan as everybody else. Like, oh, I watched I it. I liked it. <clears throat> I just don't, yeah, I don't think the theme song was very memorable. Um, hmm. I bet, oh, Moesha. Uh, Mo to the, E to the. <laughs> <laughs> I always hated that name. <laughs> but no, I forget about the Moesha. That, I will say that's, a, that's an iconic one. Oh, you know what I love? One on one. Somebody was tweeting about that the other day. It's talking about. The sh- she is. They are singing on that song. Have you you've heard it, right? Yes, it, I okay. don't see the big deal about it. <laughs> it's so resonant. You're all by yourself mm. when you need a partner and you can't with no one else. So don't isolate yourself. He's looking at me crazy. I mean, because I don't have any strong feelings about that. Like I think I it's like it. I know that people. Somebody said the other day on Twitter that that it's is the, the best it's, theme song. I was like, mm, I don't know about the is. best, but it's one, it's one of my favorites. So I like mm. it. It is. I'm trying to think. Um, what else? Let's see. I also enjoy the Friends theme song. I'm a huge Friends fan. I've seen every episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> you would. Um, what this supposed to mean? I've also seen every episode of Frasier because Frasier is one oh of the best God. TV shows of all time. I would have to say also. Oh, all that. Which, oh, all sorry. that. Yeah, all that. All um, that has one of the most oh, iconic one in my game. head. I lost it. Oh, okay. Anyways, I had before you said that. I had, I had another one. Oh. 
My bad. I made you lose it. But that was our history lesson for the week. You ready for the album Superlatives? <clears throat> the high yes, school superlatives. The high school superlatives. Class of 2017. Summer 17. <clears throat> All summer 17. All right, so instead of doing an album review this week, we decided that we were going to give the album so far this year superlative. So you remember when you were in high school and you had to vote for your most likely to succeed, mm-hmm. cutest couple. Biggest smile. Biggest smile. You know, I was about to say most likely to succeed again. Oh. <laughs> well, we decided to put a little twist on that and do it. We decided to put a little twist on that and do it for... The albums that have been released so far, we yeah, figured we, that that would give us a chance to um, talk about some albums that we haven't reviewed yet. Mm-hmm. And we just, thought it'd be more fun than you know just saying a top ten list of you know the best albums. So yeah. So to kick it off, number one is an album that exceeded our expectations. And basically, with that one, we were just we wanted to talk about albums that we. <clears throat> expected to not be good or we just went into obviously we went in with low expectations and they it surprised surprised us us. yeah Yeah. it surprised us and we ended up liking it more than we thought we would yeah i mean so we basically just mansplained what album that exceed expectations is (laughs) but anyway (laughs) i mean so do you want to go first special listeners (laughs) yeah um so my album is funkway bounces volume one okay calvin harris Mm -hmm. um I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of Calvin Harris. I don't know a lot of his songs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've heard them, but I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you, oh, hey, that's a Calvin Harris song. Like, mm-hmm. you know, aside from, I know he dated Taylor Swift briefly a couple years ago, and uh, he has a song with Nicki Minaj, I think, mm-hmm. that's not on this album. I, I See, don't, I don't, I don't even, know. him and David Guetta, I get them confused. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they're yeah, like interchangeable. Yeah. Anyways, I <laughs> really enjoyed this album. Um, like I said, it came out. Uh, I want to say... On the 30th. On the 30th, yeah. And, you know, I'd heard the singles before, and I loved all of them, which Mm -hmm. is pretty rare for me. You know, usually I like one, not like the other, Mm -hmm. like another, whatever. It's just random. But this one, I loved all the singles, and they were all just really, really good. And then listening to the album, I think it's the perfect size. It's Mm -hmm. like 10, 11 tracks, you know, which I feel like, you know, the sweet spot for albums. Um... And then being a DJ album, I feel like it's another feat to overcome because it is, they're not singing. You know, mm-hmm. they just have the production, which they can put their all into. But then if you don't get the right features, if you don't get the right vocals on the tracks, it just, mm-hmm. you know, it takes away. Mm-hmm. But for me, the features were all great. Like on the album, like they were all super. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have Nikki, Kalani, Frank, um, just a lot of really, really good features. And the album as a whole, um, just to put the icing on the cake, the album as a whole is super cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's like sounds very right. summer barbecue playlist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think people are going to love it, you know, the summer. And, so. and one thing, I and I do apologize that we didn't really explain this before, but we were reviewing albums that were released between January 1st and oh, June yeah. 30th of this year. Yes. And the two of us are also going to have two separate lists so he's going to have his answers and he's going to have and i'm going to have mine and we haven't but the, each other <laughs> but we and we haven't discussed this at all but also with our um 
our albums, the they are mutually exclusive in their categories. So we're not going we're personally not gonna have one album in more than one category. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. Right. All right. So did you have anything else to add to? No, it? that was it. All right. So for my album that exceeded expectations, I chose Lord's Melodrama. <laughs> Actually, Melodrama is actually a good album. Oh I know gosh. you were not expecting it at all whatsoever. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Y'all, he hates Taylor Swift, and he just chose her best friend for his favorite. For, first of all, <laughs> I didn't say it was my favorite anything. I said it oh. exceeded an expectation. Oh, so okay. like, okay, I'll let you explain. I'll so when that, so when the first song came out, Greenlight, I was like, oh god, I I don't. You like didn't this. like Green No, I, I thought it was cute. Can I? Oh, my bad. Thank you. <laughs> but like when Greenlight came out, like I've you've said this on the podcast, the only Greenlights that I acknowledge are Stoplights, Beyonce, and John Legend. <laughs> and so like I also never listened to it. I just saw the weird video when she was being awkward and stuff, so I just completely yeah. wrote it off. And like I guess Pure Heroin was cute. I guess I don't know. I've never listened to it. Like uh Loyals was it was okay. Royals. What's up? Royals. Royals. See, I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> And so I kept seeing all the reviews. Like the album has been getting critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it's one of the best reviewed albums of the year. So I was like, okay, let me sit and actually listen to it. And I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this actually is about like Greenlight is not like I mean it's a poppy song, but it's like about her and her breakup. And I was like, I'd never would have gotten that if I hadn't just said listen to it. But it yeah. has a lot of really good songs. Like it's her, like I guess it's like her first. It's her album after her first breakup, and so, you know, it was her dealing with it, and I don't know. I just really enjoy the album. Like, it is a lot more pop than her last album, and it may even be stuff that Taylor Swift would do, and I've said this before. I don't think that Taylor Swift makes horrible music. I just think she's a horrible person, so that's why I can't <laughs> and never will co-sign on her, co-sign for her, right. but um, no, I was expecting it to be, like, this very superficial album that had no depth that I couldn't groove to but no the the up the upbeat songs are like really catchy are there a lot I was gonna ask like, it, it's, a, it's a good handful I want to say there are maybe only two or three ballads and this album's maybe 11 songs long yeah but this album's actually pretty upbeat I mean the entire album is about her talking about her her breakup and yeah I guess she has has sex or something I don't know I don't know <laughs> But no, it really okay. exceeded my expectations. So well, I all I know is I tried to listen to it, and I I, it's, I don't know why I stopped, but I think I just like I don't know. It just didn't engage me, you know. So I'll try to give another listen, maybe. Yeah, but don't do it. For but me. I'm glad you uh, you liked it. Okay, so <laughs> our second superlative is the biggest waste of time. Mm-hmm. And so for this album, I chose. DJ Khaled's Grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I see I, how this is going to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I did not go into this album with any expectations. I have listened to the majority of DJ Khaled's albums in the past, so I was not expecting greatness. But for some reason, everybody else in the world was. They saw that track list. They saw Beyonce. They saw Rihanna. They saw Nicki. They saw Future. They like, this is about to be fire. I was like, I don't know y'all say y'all still sending yourselves up for disappointment like this. And when I tell you, I got so many texts from you, from friends, talking about how trash this 
I didn't say it was trash. Well, maybe your other friends, I didn't. Well, Alice, but I I do want to go back to what you were saying about Calvin Calvin Harris. Like for it to be a DJ album, it was very cohesive. Mm -hmm. DJ Khaled literally just made beats and was like rap on it, which is not (laughs) which is something that I like expect for him to do. But there's like there's no theme of the album. You got Nicki giving cursing on a gospel song. And oh, I don't know. And, so and to be perfectly, I remember texting you about that too. And to be perfectly <laughs> honest, like the only song there are two songs that I listened to the first time that I enjoyed. One was Wild Thoughts, and the other one is some other song that features features Calvin Harris. Shining. No, can I get oh. my review? <laughs> I did not like Shining when I first heard it. Shining had to grow on me. I enjoy it now, but it was not pleasing to the ear the first time I heard it. And like, and I don't know, like. Because I know you like enjoyed all the singles. Like Shining grew on me. I, I do not like I'm the one. I'm just not trying to like this to the max song and Wild Thoughts. Wild Thoughts is the best song on here. Any other twenty eighteen <laughs> are not up to par. But that is my uh, vote for biggest waste of time. Okay, um, I just want to jump in on that. Yeah, I I never said it was trash, but it was a bit disappointing just because one, he put all the singles and the best songs at the front, like the top four is right off the bat, the first four singles. Then after that, it's just, you know, the unknown. So (laughs) um, that was one of my problems. And then, yeah, like you said, I, well, personally, I feel like I had way too many tracks and then it just went all over the place. So I, I can, I can see. But it's for his son. I can see. It's for his son. (laughs) You can, wonderful. I you can, beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that last track had me laughing when I heard and it. And then he got the he got the Sesame Street song with the bounce beat with chance. I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. Like I love that y'all love y'all kids, but yeah. this is terrible. I'm sorry. For two minutes, that's all they said. It was like then they say that they're like, Oh, this is for the kids. I love my son. Yeah, like for like, two minutes straight. And I was I'm, like, Oh, okay. Nah. Anyways, um, okay, so my vote for biggest waste of time is TLC <laughs> by <laughs> By TLC. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) co-sponsored by GoFundMe. (laughs) Okay. Let me just break some stuff down real quick. (sighs) That was funny to me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, There was only one song in this whole track, whole album, I'm sorry, that I enjoyed. That's way back. That's yeah. it. And you barely fuck with that song. So. No, I like one more. I was listening to it oh. earlier today. Um, um, this, the album has like 11 tracks. Oh, and there's like a Way Back remake, so I don't scandalous. know that. I'm sorry. Anyways. Um, so that off the bat, when they released the singles, I was just like, oh God. Like, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Before the album even dropped. Because Haters, I didn't like. It was terrible. And then what, Sunny or Sunshine or whatever the other one was, I didn't like. Sunside Up. I don't know. I just, I really, one, I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. <laughs> Two, I would, I don't know. I kind of would rather them not have done this and just left their legacy and everything how it was. Like, I don't know if they needed money. I don't know if they just wanted to get back out on stage again and tour. I don't know what it was. But this was not a good move, in my opinion, for I, them. I think they did it because Black Lives Matter is not raising any money for sickle cell anymore. <laughs> so they kind of had to find a way to do it. I'm oh. sorry. Um, <laughs> it was just very, very uninspired from the basic Photoshop paint cover art that they gave us to 
the lackluster lyrics and just production and everything on the album. It was just not good at all. And I just, I just, it, none of the songs were memorable. Like, and not that I expected like a timeless classic for their last album, but I expected something good because this is their last album. Like it's TLC. Like, and when I know left, you know, Left Eye is not a part of the group anymore. But I really feel like it needed Left Eye. Like TLC, they're not TLC no, without. TLC need, they need the creative person. Yeah, that's what, they're not, the not TLC person. without her. That's what I'm like this without her. Mm-hmm. This is a bad idea. <laughs> like this isn't gonna work. They should have. Yeah, I agree. Realized that, and I just like I, said, I don't know if it was because the money or what, but it just to me it was just a huge waste. Of, and then they. As they started this in what 2014 2015 for the GoFundMe, mm-hmm. and we just got it two three years later. Like, anyways, I just everything about it just was to me a waste of time, and it sucks because like they're TLC, like they have weight behind their name, but this album, it if it I don't say it flopped, but it just maybe Chili should have got Taylor Swift to help collaborate on it. <laughs> I have so much TLC, TLC uh, shade today. Right. And maybe, I love TLC. I was going to say, maybe, I love OT. Maybe, I'm a huge TLC fan. So that and was And then Destiny's Child came along. Right. I was like, oh, they can sing. Fucked up the game. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that was my vote for Biggest Waste of Not time. that we can't like both, but you know. Well, now we can't. So. <laughs> well, neither <laughs> one of the groups exists anymore. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. All right, number three is best debut album and just to clarify this is um, a <coughs> first studio album does not include eps or mixtapes right so i actually have a tie <laughs> of course i you tried do. so hard so what you're here to so hard can i guess no i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna, I'm gonna say if you say both i'll just say yeah okay the first one is um, Finn by Sid. Oh, I was not expecting that. And Control by SZA. And both amazing, amazing R&B albums. Both super inspiring, unlike the previous album I mentioned. And both had great lead singles, like unlike the previous album that I just mentioned. <laughs> um, I'll start with uh, Finn by Sid. She's previously known as... Um, one of the artists in the group The Internet or Internet? The Internet. The Internet. Well, he's so fake. I don't know their name. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, this is her first you know, debut project solo um, apart from the group. And it was great. Like, I love the album. I really enjoyed this album because it tells a story, but it also has a vibe. Like, and when I say vibe, I mean, it's one of the albums you can just put on and let it play. Like, you know, you don't have to skip any songs or skip through songs, you know, or like pick out your favorites, you know, or whatever. Like, you can just let it play. And I love albums like that. Um, the I'm going to jump to the cover art. It's very mysterious and intriguing to me, um, which I love. It's on the same level as TLC, TLC to me. I don't like I Really? That, I hate that album cover. Oh, I like it. I hate it. Anyway. Um... And then just her vocals, because I haven't, aside from, you know, the internet, I haven't heard much of her solo stuff, um, but the vocals are really, really good. Like, she sounds amazing on the song. Granted, her voice isn't, like, <clears throat> this powerhouse Whitney Houston voice, <laughs> but she has a voice. Like, she can sing, so I really enjoyed it. And then top over to SZA, 
Hers also a super personal album. It has a vibe. It has a feel. You know, I can pretty much listen to the whole album front to back without skipping. I do have my favorites, but as far as, you know, just letting it play, I can do that as well. And it's just, it really, both albums really display the artist as a person and their musical styles. And I say, you know, like, because to me, they're both R&B or both, you know, that like soul oh, R&B, R&B, but their styles mm-hmm. are like, if you listen to them, they're two completely different sounds, mm-hmm. you know, like sonically and just the production and everything. Like SIDS, you probably want to listen to when you're with your boyfriend, girlfriend, late night, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like chilling with them. SZA's, I feel like you could listen to like, also with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or with your friends, or by yourself. You know, it's like more of like a mm-hmm. anytime album, but SIDS has a specific, you know, mm-hmm. nighttime, you know, feel. Um, but both have really, really good songs. We actually did, we well, we reviewed both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done, you know, past episodes where we reviewed um, Finn and Control. So go check those out if you haven't. But those are my two, two tied for best debut album. All right, so for best debut album, I also chose uh, Scissors Control because mm-hmm. it's just such a good album. Like mm-hmm. the reception behind it has been amazing, amazing, and I'm so happy because you know I'm, I've been familiar with her from her last EP, I guess Z, and so I've been really excited about it. I'm, I'm and I'm still a little nervous because I mentioned this when we talked when we reviewed the album how she talked about like retiring from music after this and apparently really? she said that again yeah i never said that so she's just gonna do one album well i think it, i think there was so much drama behind releasing the album that she's like i don't even like i didn't I, for a while i didn't even know if this album was gonna come out but i guess people are getting wind of it again because i don't know if she said it again or if somebody just randomly realized it but yeah. they're talking about you can't leave us you don't lauren hill us but <laughs> right. so if this is her only body of work it's going to be disappointing but i think it is a really 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 good body of work because it's very personal and like i'm still learning stuff about the album that i was unaware of like i just knew that the weekend was about her being the side chick and she's like (laughs) no this song is about this man having three girls Mm -hmm. and one (laughs) one being empowered enough to be like you know what i'm not about to do this anymore i was like i had no idea i really thought it was about you you know just being a side chick yeah but um, I just like it because the whole album like is about her taking control in her life and like the direction that she wants to go and you know there's potential talk of her being like well there's buzz around her being a potential Grammy nominee for best new artist mm, and really so I don't know like I really feel like um, she just she put her heart and soul into it and it it was a great way to put herself out there she mm-hmm. did an amazing job at the BET Awards and oh yeah definitely we and for some reason we keep forgetting that she's coming here and <laughs> apparently the tickets sold out no like well the, so the tickets were $25 and yeah. everybody bought the tickets yeah. and now they've they're like $90 a piece like on stuff up and I'm not paying $90 to stand I up at the House of Blues I'm not no I ain't standing up nowhere but anyway we could talk about that later but anyway <laughs> We've been busy with life these past couple of days, yeah. so we kind of slipped our minds. And my to birthday buy coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, but um, so, but yeah, so that was my choice for best debut album. All right, so our next superlative, superlative number four, is best imported album, and this is an album from someone who is not from the United States. Right. So my choice was Calvin Harris. 
Funk Waves Volume 1, and he's from Scotland. Oh. Yeah, okay. he's Scottish. I thought he was British. <laughs> no, he's Scottish. Okay. But, um... Is Scottish accent? But, I guess so. <laughs> but, uh, he's Scottish. I don't, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I really enjoyed this album. So, like, I really do agree with everything that you were saying earlier, um, about, like, I'm not too familiar with his work. Everything that I have heard has been very, <clears throat> very, you EDM. know, EDM. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like, uh, what's the Rihanna song? Mm-hmm. The one, the Taylor Swift one. This is what you came for. This is what you came for. Like that's my shit. I love that yeah. song. I, I would mean, forever yeah, love cute. that song. But like I've never just heard stuff. Like I guess he also did. We found love. I, I think he did do. We found love. Did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the featuring Calvin Harris. Yeah, because yeah, I was waiting for a male voice to pop. Yeah, but <laughs> it no, never did. But like so his music is like I, I enjoy his songs with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I guess he's had decent songs, but, I think but they all was, have that EDM sound. Yeah, so. but this was such a welcome change because even to my friends' list, I don't like, hear no EDM. I'm like this ain't EDM. Like it's such the perfect mm-hmm. summer album. Like you want to go to the beach, right? And you know, pull out your cooler, have a couple of drinks. <laughs> I really he made me like Nicki Minaj again because you know I have been really <laughs> debating how I felt about her, but. I just really enjoyed the the production and like from with him being from Scotland and he had like songs with um, Snoop Dogg and he was able to get like the West Coast vibe, West Coast vibe in there. Yeah, he just did a really good job with the production. Like he succeeded in the ways that DJ Khaled failed. Yeah, and definitely. I just I, I I congratulate him. This is volume one. I'm curious to see if he's going to have more volumes if they're going to live up to this or not, but. I say kudos to Calvin Harris because he did make a fan out of me. Well, my best imported album is Divide by Ed Sheeran. Mm. And um, along with many other people who love this album. What, and so where is Ed Sheeran from? Oh, Ed Sheeran is from the UK, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your choice? <laughs> I think he's from England, from Britain. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, I know, yeah, he's, he's, he's I believe he's British. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed just, if nothing else, the storytelling on the album and how pretty much almost every song he takes you on a personal journey, you know, from his past or like something that's happened in his life or that's happening right now. Um, I mean, he just explains that to you in the lyrics and, you know, also he plays pretty much every instrument (laughs) and the melodies and just, like I said, the instrumentation that he uses on the album is really, really, really nice. Um, like I said, the album is very, it sounds, sounds, you know, very personal and, um, just, I really liked the lead singles too that he had from mm-hmm. them. Shape of You had to grow on me. Really? Castle on Hill is so much better than Shape of Shape, I like Shape both of you. them, but I, I think I've favored. Oh, Shape of You, TLC. Look at that. All of them. Anyway. I favored, um, Shape of You a little bit more, but, um. But and then the visuals for them are really nice too, because he has a visual for Shape of You, Castle on the Hill, and Galway Girl, and um, like I said, I've seen all of them. They're not like <clears throat> super productiony visuals, but they're very interesting to watch. So so yeah, so that would be my best imported album choice. All right, moving on to number five, best EP of two thousand seventeen so far. So, my choice is Aura 2 by El Hay. I think his name's El Hay. Well, I don't know. I thought I heard LMA. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> no, by L.A. I think it's it's pronounced yeah, L.A. I think it's L.A. Um, it's spelled E-L-H-A-E. Anyways, he's a singer, rap. No, he's not a rapper. He's a singer. Um, it's this trap R and B, you know, uh, genre. But he's uh, he's a singer, and I really enjoyed this because the size is really nice. It's like ten tracks, which, like I've said before, is like a sweet spot for albums or EPs or whatever for me. Because um, I feel like it's enough to where you get a feel or a vibe, you know, from the album, and enough to be cohesive. But it's not overkill, because once you hit, like, the 12, 15, 20 mark, it's just, like, too much. Um, but, yeah, but anyways, his vocals and the melodies and the production are all really, really nice. The artistry comes across very emotional and yet relatable. It's like he's telling his own experiences, but you can tell other people, you know, have gone through this, too. Um, and, like I said, the, the intent behind it is very clear. And the artwork, I really enjoyed the artwork. It's intriguing like i've talked about the other album covers um it's i don't it's like a pinkish background but then it has like this floral 3d artistic look on it have you seen it mm-hmm. okay but um but i really like that too because it kind of you know it like it it's mysterious it, it it keeps you guessing so that would be my my choice all right, and so my choice for best EP is Sabrina Claudio's Confidently Lost. Mm. Um, we reviewed this along with LMA. Was it back in March? It's I think March. it was around back in March. But um, I just—it's such a good project. It was a good introduction uh, for me to mm. her. I think it was only six song, six songs long, but the last song was um, an acoustic version of "Tell Me," mm-hmm. which is. I love Tell Me. Tell Me is such yeah, a great really song. Good. And I love the song Confidently Lost. I go back and forth between which one I like better. But um I know I really I really enjoyed this project, so I'm really curious to see what a full length album is going to sound like. I'm curious to see what kind of direction they're going to put her in because the one thing that did kind of I don't want to say turn me off, but they were they were obviously trying to make her into a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that that was necessary. Yeah, the videos were very over-sexualized. Oh, yeah, and like, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, sex and sexiness <laughs> and sex. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I, it didn't seem, it didn't seem necessary. And yeah. I, I'm not saying that, anyway, but the project was, was very good. She, she made the, the right choices. She has a great voice. She has a great look. And I'm just curious to see what she's going to do in the future. All right, so our next superlative, number six, is Best Album to Body Roll to, and mine is Sid's Finn. <laughs> it is Finn by Sid. Yeah. Uh, so we talked to he, it was your uh, best debut album. Right. So the one thing I will disagree with you about this album compared to Sid's because is that I think Sid's was personal, and I don't think this was at all. Because she's oh, even okay. like... I mean, I, and I, you know, like I read a lot. I read a lot of interviews, and she even said herself, like, this album doesn't have any depth. I'm just really just trying to, you know, perform stuff while the internet's not. She's, I'm just trying to make some money. But, and like, I'm not saying this because I love this album. Like, because mm-hmm. to me, the album is really about nothing but just like, had, I'm just chilling with your boo, just, you know, trying to find you a boo for the night. I mean, it's like, like, 
and I and like and I appreciate that because you know like I do love my albums that have like all these deep messages and they're thought provoking, but sometimes you want to just throw dollar bills at stripper and <laughs> and I love dollar That's bills true. and I love smile more. Smile more is is my favorite song from from this album, and I feel like every song sounds good like of course you have your favorites like i have my favorites there's some that i don't care for like i'm not a fan of the uh songs that sound that are very heavily Aaliyah influenced Mm -hmm. but you can literally listen to the album from beginning to end you don't have to skip through anything it's a perfect album to just you know lay on the couch and rub your boo booty too it's i just really (laughs) enjoy it oh and obviously you can just body roll to it yeah and (laughs) i live for a body roll and I don't know, I just, I think it's a good album. Um, I wish more people would have, you know, purchased it or bought it or streamed it. Did it not do well? No. Um, but I mean, but you know, she's not. She's still kind of on indie, right? Yeah. I mean, even the internet, they aren't like super well known. Yeah. Anymore. But, but you know, if you, if you know me, I love the internet and I was excited to hear that Sia was coming out with an album and it, it, um, it did live up to map live up to my expectations like when I because I haven't listened to it in a while and I listened to it again I was like why haven't I listened to this <laughs> it is so mm-hmm. it's great so that's my choice for best album to body roll to uh, my choice is going to have to be Sweet Sexy Savage by Kehlani oh I was not expecting that yes um, I thought she was going to be your best debut right album. see gotcha um, which it, no, it is an amazing debut. This is also Kehlani's debut album, and I just I love her sound, like her vocals, just everything about her music. I enjoy. Um, as far as this album, the way, the reason it says the reason it hit good body roll too. Body rolls come in many shapes and sizes. They can be you know slow and like you know they can be quick. And they can be mid tempo. Be earthquakey. <laughs> they can be yeah. They can be upbeat. And, you know, like more you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but she has like tons of songs that are to me like danceable, upbeat songs and like crazy distraction. I want to be undercover. Everything is yours. Those are all you know songs that I feel like you could buy the world to. So, okay. um, and like I said, the album is just super um, easy to listen to. It's it's very very cohesive. The cover art, she looks gorgeous. And as far as the visuals, I thought they were cute. They weren't my favorites, mm. but the uh, striking video was so disappointing. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that would be my choice for uh, best album to hit a good body roll too. All right, number seven is most likely to start a protest. So mine is going to have to be "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar. Um, this album is very, very powerful, um, is very strong, and it made me, it's, I feel like it's something for him to be proud of. Like, I feel like his albums up to this have been good, but this one, I feel like, really makes a statement, and for many reasons, obviously. Um, but I will say it's easier for me, personally, to listen to than to Pimp a Butterfly. It's much easier to listen to. But it's the same Kendrick, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't change himself. He didn't, you know... It sounds a little different, but it's still the same message. So why so. do you think it'll start a spark <clears throat> protest? Um, humble. <laughs> D- <laughs> DNA. Uh, pretty much all... 
I don't just like the whole vibe of the album just gives you like I'm not taking any shit. <laughs> like I'm not, you know, like mm-hmm. like I said, it's very strong, it's very powerful. Just like his little not skits, but like when he's talking on the album, mm-hmm. it you know, it's it's powerful words. So mm-hmm. um so that and then the visuals that he put with them, if you've seen any of them, those are also go perfectly with the music. So I love the uh, humble is probably the best video, best music video of 2017. Like I can say that to the end of the year. Like I don't think anything else is going to come out better than the humble music video. So I really enjoyed that. Um, the features are really nice. He only had three, I think. Rihanna, U2, and the Zakari on on Love mm-hmm. or Lust, Love, Love, Love. Um, those were really really good though. Because, like, features, I feel, you know, can either make or break mm-hmm. songs, and then the song isn't good, that affects the album. Um, but, yeah, but I just, again, it was a very, very cohesive album, and I love the stylization of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, you they're know. all capital letters yeah, they're periods. All, right, they're all capital letters with periods, and then, damn, you mm-hmm. know, it was just the title. And I was looking today that I'd never thought of before, but, like, was it, like, a sentence? But, I mean, I don't think it was. It was, like, damn, bloody mm-hmm. DNA. You know, like, I was, like, trying oh. to find a hidden message. <laughs> but I was, like, does this mean something? <laughs> but, um, but no, but that would be my choice for most likely to start a protest. All right. So, for my album that's most likely to spark a protest, I chose Jay-Z's 444. Mm. And um, so, I chose it for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like the black... Okay, so let me say this. I feel like <coughs> our white counterparts are more likely to protest the album because it is encouraging black wealth. It is encouraging black people to buy black because all of a sudden, you know, when you tell black people we need to give into our communities and stuff, that's a problem. Like, how would you feel if white people only went to white people? And, and, and you know, it's always it's always going to be something. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I know I'm being pessimistic, but white people always want black people to be at the bottom of the total pole and whenever we have somebody speaking on our behalf trying to make stuff happen and by no means am I trying to compare Jay-Z to these people but Martin Luther King was killed and and, and Malcolm X was killed so you know I just think that you know white America is very complacent with black people being in the state that we currently are Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very proud of him for speaking out against stuff like, you know, black people make sure that you get credit and we need to buy from black owned businesses. We need to support one another to get to the same place that, you know, Jewish people may be at and, and all this stuff. So that's why I, that's part of the reason why I feel like it was most likely to start a protest. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, we have the black people who are mad because Jay-Z is condemning a lot of the behaviors that we've been doing as far as taking pictures on Instagram with money to our ears. So you got people like Future and Lil Boosie who's attacking Jay-Z and being like, well, this is the culture, but I'm like, this right. is exactly what he's talking about. And then Jay-Z, I mean, I really have no strong feelings about it in either way it goes, but he's talking about black wealth and all this stuff. And then he starts to go on tour and have $200 concert tickets. So it's like, how are you? And so like, you know, of course, so obviously like people are trying to use that against him. So, you know, in the song he's talking about <laughs> what's better than 
I don't know, go spend throwing money at the strip club credit. Yeah. And so they see everybody on, on social media, well, it's better than buying Jay-Z tickets credit. credit. <laughs> so, you know, I think like, so anyway, either way it goes, like, yeah. I, I, you know, I think he meant well with the album, but of course, you know, people are going to try, are going to take it the wrong way when it's not meant to be. And especially, you know, people always want to bring up his past and he used to be a drug dealer and blah, blah, blah. But you have to realize that America was was built off the slave, off the backs of slaves and off of corrupt people. I'm not calling him corrupt, but mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> I know I got a little serious for a minute, <laughs> but that took a turn. <laughs> that's why I think that this album as of now is most likely to start a protest for two different reasons. I guess you can say that they're valid. Well, I don't, I don't say that they're valid, but you know, people always want to be hurt. But anyway, so <laughs> that's that. All right, so next up we have best album title. So the album that I chose to have the best album title was Big Sean's I Decided. Because okay. it, and it's I Decided, period. Mm-hmm. And so like it's even after, <laughs> after I like was even read about it some, he was basically saying when he's like, he was basically saying, this is the point of my life where I'm deciding I want to be a better person. Like, I want to be reborn. Like, he decided he actively wanted to make changes in his life. And so the period on it, like, solidified it. Right. And I think he did a great job of that on the album. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, it, it, it does tell a story. Uh, well, it's not so much a story, but you can see how he matures through the album because he starts it off with songs like Move and Bounce Back. Which may or may not be strip club anthems, but he transitions <laughs> to the end where he's talking to his mom and Singing they're talking the about choir. church and you know how he's you know needs to get out of his own head to get to where he needs to be. And I think that 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 album title it 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 really does explain what he is doing in the album. So that's my choice for best album title. Awesome. My choice for best album title is Khalid's American Teen. Um, it's Khalid's debut album. I was not expecting that. It's Khalid's debut album. And um, I feel like it's a great album title because it's very simple, to the point, and it's honest. Like, he's an American teenager. He, you know, loves making music, and this album proves that. Now, we did review the album a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, there's our thoughts on that if you want to go listen to it. But, like I said, the album, the title of your album is very important because it's, you know, the, the introduction almost to what they're about to listen to. Like, if something sounds dumb off, you know, off jump from the album title, how attractive is that going to be to a listener or somebody in Target, you know, scanning across the, uh, you know, the aisle for the newest albums that came out? So... I think that was a great album title for him at this point in his career, you know, being his debut album. So so now we're going to also note our worst album titles. And mine <laughs> is Katy Perry's Witness. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Um, it's just because I was just trying to think of reasons. Like, I'm not trying to... I'm trying to think of reasons like why she named this witness and I've read why but it doesn't make sense to me and then listening to the music in the album 
it it doesn't make even more sense to me. <laughs> like, I just she says, yeah, it just the album does not go with the title. Like the title track "Witness" goes with the title, but the rest of the album to me just doesn't flow. It's not cohesive. Like I said, we reviewed that also last or two weeks ago, and I just. I, my feelings haven't changed. <laughs> like, I just don't really understand where she was going with this because, you know, like we said, she promised us purposeful pop and we thought we were getting one thing and then she delivered this other thing and it just sounds real confused and just muddled and just, it doesn't, like, I don't, I still don't get why it's titled Witness. Like, she has images of her with an eyeball and all this stuff mm-hmm. trying to connect it, but... When again, she's not connecting to the music. Like witness, I feel like it's connecting to the brand, to the marketing, to everything else except what the music does. So, so that's why I chose Katy Perry. All right, and for <laughs> my worst album title, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I chose I chose Trey Songs Tremaine the album. <laughs> <laughs> That was almost mine. I hate this that really album. was almost mine. I hate it for two for for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. First of all, Tremaine the album. That's like like Simpsons the movie. It's just so <laughs> dumb. Like you could have just called it. You could have just called it Tremaine. You could have just called it. So okay. Me? So it's so it's <laughs> the reason that I hate the title is it's kind of layered. So it's like you call it Tremaine the album, and when so when I first heard, it, I was like, this is dumb. But the way that I was thinking of it, I don't know if I can call it a self-titled album. But typically, I think when people, with with the title of Tremaine the album, I'm expecting him to go a little deeper. I'm expecting there to be a little bit Mm -hmm. of substance. I'm expecting to get something a little bit differently than what we get. Because, like, even the one thing I can say with Future, I'm not a Future fan, but when he released Future and Hendrix... (laughs) Like, Future was his, you know, mask off album, blah, blah, blah. And Hendrix, even though I'm not a fan of it, he did change. He did get personal. Like, and I'm assuming, like, Hendrix is, I'm assuming that's his last name. That's not it. I'm I'm assuming. I don't think so. That's just like his. Either either way it goes, (laughs) he was able to get personal in a way, even though he's, he ain't shit. Mm -hmm. He was able to get personal in his ain't shitness. Um, what is Navadius' last name? I was just about to... But, but anyway... But, uh, so when... Oh, I don't know where <laughs> Hendrix comes from, man. So... Future Hendrix, that's like his stage name. But, well, anyway... But no, Navadius Wilburn. Uh, well, anyway... But when, but when I saw that, I was expecting him to get a little bit m- more personal and, like, introspective. And so, and I, I enjoyed the first song, Nobody Else But You. I was like, and, you know, the first single always... It has to be something to catch people, catch people's attention. So I was like, okay, like this song is real, you know. Uh, but you know, I'm sure with the album he can get a little deep. Yeah. And that album only got worse and worse. We just got Ready Part Thirteen, <laughs> and I'm tired of it. And I everybody is. I just feel that the album title is dumb. I was expecting it to be this deep introspective album. Or like a glimpse of his life outside of sex, and all he's doing is talking about having sex and having threesomes, and like even the like he released TV shows episodes instead of videos, and there's literally nothing but him on a dating show trying to choose which girl he wants to be with after having sex with everybody, and I'm like, 
where's the growth, man? Like, right. see, and like, even going back to Mac Wilds, like, I like I did enjoy the way that Mac Wilds' album sounded, whereas I don't think that you did. But I also gave him more of a pass because it is his second album and this is the first time I've seen him in that light. I've been seeing Trey songs like this literally for 10 years at this right. point. And for you not to have any growth as an artist is disappointing. And just like the sales. I don't know. But anyway, Tremaine, the album, the name is whack and the title and the subject matter for me don't mix well. Right. That's why you are Similar the worst reasons. album title. Similar reasons. So. Moving right along. Moving on. So number nine for the, okay. So the number nine superlative we have for, is for a most underrated album. And I chose Jadena's The Chief. Okay. So I chose this because I really enjoy it. The reception behind it has been, for the most part, generally positive, but it didn't chart well and... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I feel like it was a very solid project, and I feel like he showed so much variety. He showed he was rapping, he was singing. We had some some um, West African beats. There was some Caribbean. Like it was a good. So the album did not have any structure to me. It didn't have a theme or anything. I think it was just a collection of good songs, and I I you know you feel how you feel feel how you want to feel about him but I do think he made a very good pop album and it, it was a little I, and I was just expecting a little bit more I was expecting him to get a little bit more recognition for it than he did like I said it didn't chart well and I think the, the hearsay about it kind of buzzed out shortly after the album came out but no, I really do think it was a good effort. I think it was a good debut album. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it isn't perfect. I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes with his second album yeah. as well. But um, no, I really enjoy The Chief. I love Adora. Adora is probably my favorite song on there. <laughs> um, one of my student workers, her name was Adora. And I, I don't Adora. Adora. But <laughs> it's just funny because the song came out the same time she was, she was a student. And so I would just walk around the office saying it. But no, I think that um, The Chief by Jadena is highly underrated. I'm hoping, every, you know you know how against I am a deluxe edition or a re-release of an album. Yeah. I do think this is one that would benefit from it. Okay. Because uh, if, if, you know, he chooses like... <laughs> to go that route. <laughs> you know, to go that route. Because like, I just think it's a really good project to not, you know... But that's why I consider it underrated, so... Exactly. Well, my most underrated album is Everybody by Logic. And with this album, he he gained a fan in me because mm -hmm. I've honestly never listened to an album of his before. So, But this isn't his like first album. He's had two others, I believe. This is his third album. Mm, yeah, two albums. Uh, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's very... The content is very honest. It's clear what he's saying, what he's talking about. It's very cohesive. He connects it to the previous albums with like the uh, the talking parts. I don't want to say skits, but like the well, well I guess skits. I guess they are skits. Um, he connects it, you know, with the other albums, and so it makes sense. But then, aside from that, the music to me is really good. His flow is amazing. It's it's sick. I again, I haven't heard him before 
listening to this. So for this to be an introduction, you know, to his music, it was, for me, it was really great. And I feel like it got, like, he's known, he is known in, you know, the music industry, but he's not as known as I feel like he should be. So that's why I feel like it's underrated. Um, the visuals were decent. They weren't, I think it's only one, I have two. There's one for Black Spider-Man. But he also has, like, a whole movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I haven't watched that. But Black Spider-Man, it was all right. I really liked the song, but mm-hmm. the the um the visual was kind of out there for me. Um, but, yeah. I just, I really enjoyed it. Oh, the cover, the artwork on the cover of the album is so dope. It's, to me, probably the best artwork of 2017, as far as, like, the cover because just how he incorporated a painting um, from, I forgot what the artist's name is. Anyways, it's like, you know, an old Grecian Roman looking painting, but the people, it's like 50 plus people in it. And he made them each, you know, personal to people in his life or people that he knows. And he's like sitting at the front, you know, with his wife and his dogs and just like everybody surrounding him and in the artwork is someone he knows. And I just think it's so cool how he you know incorporated that into into the artwork so i really really like that and the album like i said is really good just from the content to the production to the beats just everything about it so um and we also reviewed that i think yeah Mm -hmm. so check that out if you haven't and our final uh superlative is best album of 2017 so far so, mine is going to be Jay-Z's 444. It's already platinum. <laughs> it's been out a week. and well, I was going to put the caveat out there that it's highly likely <laughs> that it's already platinum because he sold a million copies. It's some company. Well, I was saying that, to me, speaks to the power and impact of his name, of him, of, like, of the Carters, that uh-huh. name. Beyonce and Jay Z, like his album's been out a week. And so, I know it's because of a company no, no. or because so of. Can I, make, can I make one comment? Okay. And I'm not trying to take anything away from yours at all. But all I know is when Rihanna did that with Anti, you had a problem with it. When she yeah. sold a mi- when she had a million copies of Anti being bought with platinum. I don't remember this. I remember it vividly. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of unfair that when she does it, it's a problem. I don't remember this. It. Okay. Did I really? I, I really don't. Okay. I mean, I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. You can pick and choose. I, <laughs> it's fine. I'm just saying, though. I'll, no, I'll give Rihanna her props then. If she did, I just, I don't... Yeah, she went platinum in one day, too. Okay. Great. Good for her. I know. I'm just saying, you gotta be... Uh, no, I will. But I'll be even across the board. So, um, I'm happy anyway, she did that anyway, three you years ago. Um, but, I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily talking about just the platinum status. I'm just saying that shows the impact and power of like of him like because he is big enough to get a deal with a major you know oh, yeah. uh, company you know like sprint to help his career that like that you know for it to go platinum in a week like, that's crazy um the album itself i like that it's short and well not short but i like that it's you know like 10 tracks um it's very it's very honest and raw and goes a lot deeper than we've ever ex- heard from him 
or heard from either of them before, really. Beyonce did release Lemonade last year, and that did kind of shed some light on what was going on, you know, in their household. But again, people didn't really know if this was just a gimmick, if it was, you know, for um, to sell records, if it really happened. You know, there was speculation about it, but now that this has come out, I feel like it's not only his side of the story, but it also, it humanizes them as a couple, him, you know, by himself, but them, because we've already heard one side, so we were just kind of waiting on the missing piece, and that's what this is. And not that it, um, because I feel like they, they don't go together, but they do kind of, in a sense, they do, because they, like, tell each other's perspective of what was going on, and you can really see, like, after listening to 444, I can go back to Lemonade and listen to it, and it sounds completely different like I can hear certain things and be like so this is what happened (laughs) like this is you know how she felt when he did this and I don't know just that whole thing is really interesting and really cool to hear and then like I said just going back to his album um why I feel like it's it's one of the best albums it touches and talks about so many different things as you said earlier when you were talking about it it talks about racism it talks about personal things going on in their lives that we don't get to hear about or see um, until, you know, recently, as he said, when things started happening that the public could see in their marriage. And that's when they realized uh, we need to fix this <laughs> because, you know, everybody outside can see now. So that's, you know, not a good look, obviously. Um, yeah, he just talks about so many different things, um, finances and then industry politics. And it's just... 444 the track alone is just is super powerful and just like gold (laughs) like it just sounds so good and just everything he's saying on there is just (sighs) I don't know it just feels like a breath of fresh air from him just to hear him like be so open I guess and honest not that he hasn't been in the past but you know you know I'm trying to say it's like it's a different feel from this album than like his other work would you agree with that statement yeah but that's probably why I feel like it's the uh, the best album of 2017 so far. Well, my choice for album of the year is obviously Kendrick Lamar's Dom. Is it? Yes. That's obvious? It is, cause <laughs> because when we reviewed it, I've said I'm pretty sure that this is going to be my favorite album of oh. the year. Yeah, he did. But um, it's my favorite album of the year. It is... For me, it's a lot... It's very relatable. Like mm-hmm. like in songs like Fear when he's talking about like stuff that his mama was saying or stuff that happened to him at seven years old. I was like, damn. Like I remember some of those things and like just the whole I love the way that he incorporated like <coughs> religion into into the album. Because like, he's not the first person to do it and and, like, as of late, you know, it's really been a big thing in hip-hop. Like, Chance had his album, and <coughs> Chance He's had right. his album, and, you know, Big Sean had a lot of, of religious imagery in his album. But I really like the way that Kendrick Lamar was able to do it more than those two were, because it was, like, a central thing. And it wasn't, like... And there's nothing wrong with, like preachy gospel like there's nothing wrong with it but i like the way that he incorporated in into his mm-hmm. music more because he even in him talking about it he's like i'm not perfect like i don't know i just really enjoyed so the it wasn't way. churchy 
but it was like yeah, it was his like, personal fate or like yeah, like it struggles. Just, it just <clears throat> I don't know because like I'm not trying to take anything away from other guys. I don't want to make it seem like I am. It's like I really like the way, like the way that he did. It. He's like I'm still this dude from L.A. who had these experiences and. My Christianity has helped shape me. And I guess what it is, I feel like he's his religion has helped... I can see how his religion's helped shape him to the person that he is now. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other ones, I feel like it's just kind of just thrown out there. Yeah. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. But I could, I could relate to this a lot more. And especially, like, I feel like the album really did have a theme of, like, trying to break a curse of being damned. Like, breaking a curse of damnation. Like, everything... Like, a lot of the songs... Like you have songs that have they're named after the sins, so you have pride and you have uh, lust, and it's like he's trying to fight his way out of a generational curse, mm-hmm. so to speak. And the visuals for the album have been some of the best visuals right. that I've seen, probably since Lemonade, and and he puts a lot of thought into it and another one of the reasons i think i love the album so much is because i did not enjoy the pimple butterfly at all and i'm a kendrick lamar fan like i i love section 80 mm-hmm. i love good, good kid mad city and i was very disappointed when i heard to pimple butterfly not to say that it was a bad album but it wasn't for me mm-hmm. i can see how people appreciate it but it's not an album that i will ever put on just because i want to listen to it and so when this album came out and it was a good median, um, a good medium between his first two albums, between good, well, between a good kid, Matt City, and and To Pimp Butterfly. Yeah, like it wasn't as socially abrasive In your as <laughs> To Pimp Butterfly was, but it had more content than Good Kid, Matt City did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really think he did a good job in showing himself and his vulnerabilities, and he showed that. He gets scared, his mm-hmm. fears, what he's afraid of, and and he's an amazing storyteller. Like mm-hmm. I think that he's one of the. I've been saying this since I first started listening to him. He's an amazing storyteller, and he's continued to do it on this album. So I'm just curious to see which white person is going to win album of the year <laughs> over him. I'm pretty sure it's Don't probably say that. <laughs> it's probably going to be Ed Sheeran or Lord. Those are my choices for beating him for album of the year. But I do think that he is deserving of it. I'm mm-hmm. tired of the Grammys from giving him his things. They gave Macklemore his album. They gave Taylor Swift. Well, I won't say they gave Taylor Swift his album. I really think that was Alabama Shake album that year. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I think that Damn is the album of the year. Well, there it is. So far and more than likely for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this first quarter, I mean the first two quarters have been pretty pretty good with releases. You think, you think I think it's been decent. I don't know. I also <laughs> don't know I also don't know what I'm expecting to be like because like I have like a little algorithm set up in my iTunes and so I can mm-hmm. I can see like how many albums I have liked and I only have maybe sixteen eight, I think I have like twenty albums like that's like it's just a decent number. That's yeah. like Three albums. For six well, months, like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's three albums a month. Yeah, that's pretty decent. I mean, considering how many albums have come out. I don't know, but anyway, it's not terrible, but... Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, 
do we think the end of the year or you know the second well i don't know who i'm expecting to come out like i feel like the people that i that i care about have have they all released it this year or they came out sometime last year so the only people i am looking forward to like i hope miguel has a project coming out oh yeah miguel would be great jasmine west and jasmine sullivan i think those may be the only people i i would expect i would i would love to get an album from anybody else well i won't say that because i don't want my rushed album i don't want to rush the (laughs) solange project or anything but i think the only like as of now i can say i'm only looking forward to kanye um jasmine and miguel j cole needs to take a break he needs to go hear some new music from tori kelly he can stay in 2016 he ain't number oh i'll think about tori lanes (laughs) (laughs) i definitely said tori kelly i love her was tori and i I know how much you love tori lanes i love you had that on one of your best albums of last year when I have a bad memory, so yeah. Clearly. Anyways, that was our um, what do we say? Mid-year. High school, su- oh, mid-year high school superlatives. Yay! Woo! So next week we will be reviewing Seven Streeters Girl Disrupted. Oh, you switched that up. I did. <laughs> so uh, be on the lookout for that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AudioCulture underscore. And you can follow me at Mateo on all my social media. That's at M-A-T-T-A-Y-O underscore. And I can be found at J-L-T. That's at J-A-Y-E-L-T-E-E underscore. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the show on SoundCloud and or iTunes. And please do us a favor by leaving a rating or review for us wherever you stream your podcasts. Do you have anything else? No. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye. Okay.